When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Cause you gotta get on the party, go right away. And then you flush and you wash and then you get on your way. I learned that from Daniel Tiger. Um, more about potty training from the day here on Shoe the Dell. This is what you came here for. Are toilets really that scary? I guess I guess I know what's on your mind. Uh, are they? <laughs> I guess they are. When you're a tiny person and somebody puts you on this gaping hole that just falls into water. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, I don't ever remember being that tiny. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do think about that, too. All the things that we don't remember from that age. Yeah. No, now I, I have to be very careful that I'm all lined up correctly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's gone the opposite direction. You, now mean, the, the, you mean when you pee? Yeah, or anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it that hard to line up? Listen, when listen, I'm six foot six. Right. My femur bone is about, you know, the size of four me. feet long. <laughs> oh, so when I wow. sit down, I got to line things up. I guess for me, as a five foot five person, <laughs> it's just pretty clear. <laughs> uh, We're already there. <laughs> We're already there. We need to change our podcast to just toilet talk. <laughs> just it's like it's the only chance we have <laughs> just to be junior hires and talk about. Listen, people don't talk about this stuff enough, though. We shouldn't be embarrassed by it. Oh, my gosh. We all have to go to the bathroom. We started Shoe the Dough as an experiment to talk about whatever we wanted. Right. And clearly, we're just the kind of people that need to get this sort of stuff out. I don't I don't, Who I'm am I going to talk to about this stuff? I'm just my, saying the combination of my size... <laughs> And the fact that my parts are like... I, I don't need to... You don't need... I, I've already moved on, Aaron, and I appreciate that you want to clarify, but I think we should just go back to my child potty training, which is way more appropriate oh, man. somehow. Yeah. Is it going well? Is it going okay? She's doing pretty good. I mean, she's just turned two a few months ago, yeah. so we're... We have a road ahead of us. Yeah. And then I've been trying to I mean, to all my out. kids were potty trained by like, you know, 13 months. Wow. Yeah. That's they awesome. came to us. They were like, can we please use the bathroom? Like, wow. can you please quit making us walk around in this stuff? Like, Did you do the Cheerio method? 
Uh, actually, we did. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, we tried that. I never really. I mean, I don't think that's what worked. I think eventually they're just like, okay, fine. That can't work for girls. Yeah. Well, technically it could be very messy. Uh-huh. But yeah. Yeah. No, it, it for, was. For girls, it's more boring. I, I have to do research on the inserts for the toilet seats so that she can sit comfortably right for so some she, time. yeah she doesn't feel like she's in danger yeah and i don't want her to feel like she's in danger <laughs> like that's a terrible to develop some sort of phobia of well that is toilets. why they have child seats that you empty you know I, I i know i know i just don't want to clean that up let's just be honest right you know you'd rather change diapers like that's not much more i mean you know what i'm saying like it's not much worse I don't have to scoop out poop from her diaper. I just <laughs> wipe it off of her Wait, butt. <laughs> did we do it wrong? Well, if you used cloth, no, you didn't do it wrong. You did it right. Uh, Gosh, I remember that decision making process. Yeah, you were going to use cloth for a while. Yeah. And then we watched a YouTube video on how it all works. And Justin's like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. Thanks, environment. I love you lots. But I ain't doing that. So then we opted for a more expensive diaper that is from an eco-friendly company. Uh, one, so you soothed your conscience a little bit. We we went the disposable route, but also are spending far more on diapers than the average person. I was going to save this for a peruse the news, but since we're talking about being eco-conscious, uh, the debate has sprung up again. Uh, a woman died after being impaled on a reusable metal straw. And so it's one of those things where people are like, maybe we should go back to plastic straws. Like, okay, but what was the circumstance of her impalement? This I don't is, think it matters. I think the point. I think the point is, if she was wasted, drunk, out holding a a plastic or a metal straw that she had, I don't know, shaved into a shiv shape. No, I think she was she was just sitting at her meal and she just kind of fell forward and impaled herself and ended up dying. So, Are you serious? Yeah, that's horrible. I know, right? Oh, so that's listen. You know, we can save the environment in other ways. Yeah, <laughs> use plastic straws and disposable diapers. Thank you very much. Or go to the um, uh, what are they? They're the straws that are kind of made more of paper. Uh-huh. The paper straw, I guess, is what it's called. Yeah, you're not going to kill yourself on a paper straw. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could choke if like little pieces come out. Fly into your mouth because I don't know it disintegrates how paper so quickly. I, yeah, I don't understand how... They do how, disintegrate very quickly. I, like, I can't imagine how that would last very long, paper straw. There's got to be a way. Oh, I've got an idea. No straws. I was going to say, wait, <laughs> our mouths do gape wide enough <laughs> that we could actually pour uh, the liquid directly into it. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny. We're so spoiled. We are spoiled. Uh, you want to shoot a dough? Let's do it. All right. Uh, we're going to do a random tandem today. Should so, be great. So uh, after we get through a, a little bit of story time, we will uh, do some some more story time. But <laughs> the kind that goes back and forth and is, you know, launches off of each other. I think other. we should change our format on random tandem You think day. we should not do story time? I think just, we should just launch into just it. Just launch into the yeah, random tandem. Because it feels I'm with like, you. It feels like it's just weird i don't know it feels weird yeah. and i like that we're doing a show where we can just decide to change it with you the audience listening yeah. as we'd make these decisions uh, you know we use the word experiment because it is definitely an experiment that's right okay this is our audio experiment so okay. no story time today no well, we because just, we did it we just did it random tan no that's the intro oh. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> the, sh- the show didn't even start until now <laughs>
<laughs> like that's just that's just us hanging out with the microphones on. Uh, it's Don't you understand? <laughs> I mean, eventually. <laughs> I was going back in our uh, iTunes feed, I think a couple of days ago, just yeah. to, I was trying to find an episode that we had mentioned on another podcast that we do called Behind the Sins, mm-hmm. Listen at Your Own Risk. And I was, it was like, wow, we've been doing the show. I mean, we, had, we took a very long break, but we've been doing the show. It's, you know, in the feed for quite a number of years now. Seven years. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. Seven years, almost exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was seven summers ago. Seven summers the ago. The summer of 2012, I had my uh, decade podcasting anniversary last year. Um, I had a podcast called Skittle Sandwich, which I've invited my co-host from Skittle Sandwich to come on Shoe the Dough. Did you know that? I sent him an email like a couple weeks ago. No. And so that might be kind of a fun, uh, you know, have them on and talk about podcasting in 2008. Yeah, you had to write your own code. I did. I did. I had to figure out how XML worked and RSS worked and, you know, update that. And it's so much easier now. Yeah. Lots of people will do it for you. You can just grab your phone and record something and (laughs) upload a podcast. Yeah. You don't have to have a studio like we do. Yeah. You know, what was funny with Skittle Sandwich was uh, we that was just a silly name we came up with. It's just kind of a fun. It's alliterative, you know, memorable kind of thing. And then the TV show Parks and Rec, like. Two years after we stopped doing the podcast, had an episode where somebody invented a Skittle sandwich and all of a sudden, like our search results like spiked for like a month straight, even though we weren't even doing the podcast anymore. So that's amazing. I that was funny. I, I wonder when people are going to search for shoe the dough. <laughs> Maybe when there's a deer in the house. Shut and- up. <laughs> ah. I thought we'd go at least one episode. If you leave the the door open, I'm going to shoot the dough through it. Oh, my goodness. It's never going to go away. All right. That's okay. So we're getting into some random tandem. Um, I got stories. Why don't you talk about what random tandem is? So random tandem is that thing that happens in conversation where it just bounces back and forth and a story inspires another story. So every story you hear today will come from some sort of thread of the story behind it. And you Usually a theme emerges in one way or another. I say usually because not always. Nope, but, not always. Uh, but sometimes a theme will emerge uh, and it's just kind of fun. It's it's a very conversational well, uh, way to kind of go back into our history and and just Share kind of stuff. Yeah, learn more about each other. So. Um, in real life, this is also called one-upping. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, in real life, this is called actual friendship. <laughs> this is Aaron. called a conversation. <laughs> Aaron, this is called getting out of your house and talking to people. <laughs> it is like that for you, isn't it? Yeah. I come to, your, I, I come to our studio, which is in uh-huh. your basement. Right. And we talk and you're like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> If only there were a place in the real world to do stuff like this. Which is anywhere. Man, how do people that don't have studios do this? Now you understand how sometimes I could go in to a location and then I'm there for way too long because mm-hmm. I just get into this kind of a conversation oh, with a stranger. Yeah. Yes. Although yeah, that's that doesn't where... happen as much anymore because I have developed a, a more like unapproachable look on my face. <laughs> I think it's called lack of sleep and no longer wearing makeup. <laughs> And not brushing my hair. Oh, also, no deodorant. So I have this aura of just, no. <laughs> could also be the sign you wear around your neck. Oh, is that. A stay away. Oh, that. Yeah. 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 Like, that probably I, could be it. I thought it was, you know, some people wear those cool necklaces that say, like, chill or whatever. Uh-huh. Mine's just like. Go away. BTFO. <laughs> 
sure. <laughs> let's not think too hard about that. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. All right, what, do you want to, what story do you want to tell? It's tell Amazon Prime Day. Yeah, that's not a story. That's a, oh, oh, this is that's a, a story. Holiday. It's tell not me like a, a story from your life. A story from my life. Yeah. Oh, right. That's how this works. That's what this is. <laughs> this just isn't, oh, I was looking at shopping deals on Amazon. Have I ever told you about the time I peed in a bucket? <laughs> Well, it may give you a better, you know, empathy for what I have to go through every time I sit down. But <laughs> well, uh, no, no. I was thinking about stories from my childhood, and there was this one house that we had. I think I was like six and seven years old. Maybe I think maybe I made it to eight before we moved from this house. So it was like a mm-hmm. one of those houses, that the first one you kind of remember home. Yeah. And my brother and I had tons of fun. This is the that's the house where I cut his hair off and hid it. I nice. think I've told that story yeah. before. Well. Because I told the cut your hair off and hide it story before, I was thinking of the other epic story of me doing something in secret. And that was I had to go to the bathroom and mm-hmm. I was in the garage. And rather than go into the toilet, I decided to just pull over a little back in those days. You had tin uh, trash cans mm-hmm. and they were sort of like oblong oval shaped uh, and they had like decorative things on the outside of them. So it was like one of those. And I mm-hmm. was just like, I was like, you know what? I can just. It's so funny because I was a kid. Yeah. But as an adult woman, I can still remember that feeling, the ownership of, this is a good idea. I can do what I want. This is so much smarter than walking all the way inside. Right. Going all the way to the bathroom. Yeah. Possibly having to talk to somebody. <laughs> you know, get stopped along the way. What if I, they remind, I don't know, I could be reminded to do a chore or something. I'd rather stay where I am and just pee. But where can I go? And it wasn't to the outdoors that was just a, mm-hmm. like a second away. Go out the back door and go yeah. by a tree. Nope. It was in this little thing. And so then I did it. And I was really shocked when my parents found it. Like, like it was Wait, just going to evaporate. You didn't dispose of it? No, I just kind of moved it aside. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about burying the lead. <laughs> Uh, you just thought, oh, this will live here now. Yeah. I Well, I was I And think I'll use seven. it again when I need again, to use it again. I was very young. <laughs> did you, did you Fourth, even try to hide it? Forethought was not... Pl- no, I just sort of like moved it. I, I remember I brought it out into the middle of the garage, so I had plenty of room. Mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom, and then I just moved it back to the side where I'd found it before, and I was super proud of... I just remember being so proud of myself. Like, I had just had the best idea ever. Yeah. And then I, whenever I was being yelled at later, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, this is news to me that this isn't a good idea. I know that feeling. I absolutely 100% remember that feeling. Uh, and I... it. it there are several occasions. Maybe we'll tell all these stories. But that thing when you're a kid and you have an idea and it seems like the best idea in the world and then you get punished for it. And yeah. you're just like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't <laughs> know this was wrong. Uh, specifically, one is I think it was probably summer because I was out back playing and, you know, in the yard and doing stuff. And I was just like, this tree is going to lose its leaves here in a few months. Right? Like fall is coming. Uh, I, let's start the process, right? Help it out. So I climbed up into this tree and I took every single leaf that I could out of this tree 
like one by one and just, you know, put them on the ground. And I also thought, oh, it'd be fun to have the leaves on the ground when they're more vibrant and, you know, more alive. Right. And Not less crispy cre- and dead. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I can, you know, play with them and, you know, I don't know what I was, you know, jump in a pile of leaves in the summer. That seems like fun, right? So anyways, I get down and the tree looks amazing, by the way. It's like a really cool haircut where the, you know, the upper part is just <laughs> all still leaves and then the lower part... <laughs> It's all just branches, just like naked branches. It just was a like fade. a really cool. It was a fade. It, yeah, it was just a really cool fade that I performed on this tree. And man, my parents didn't see it that way. They were just like, "What have you done?" Well, what's the harm in that, though? Like, I understand the harm in peeing in a tin container. Is I don't know if it wasn't found rust and stench. <laughs> You know, there's all there's there's right. ramifications yeah, yeah. to that. But what is the what is the big deal about ripping? leaves off of a branch. I think it's the same as the big deal about not mowing your lawn or, you know, it's like an appearance thing. It's, you know, it's your, your house. What will the neighbors say? The house has to look a certain way. The yard has to look a certain way. You know, that kind of thing. So neighbors do play a part in this. That same house, same age. Mm -hmm. I brought my mom flowers one day and she's like, where did these come from? Didn't think that one through. I just saw some really beautiful flowers. And so I took them to my mom, but they were my neighbor's flowers. I mean, they were right there. Mm-hmm. Our house is here. There's a, like a little patch of grass and then there's flowers in their house. So it's like, I didn't know that they belonged to anybody. Flowers are for everyone. And so I, I don't remember if I cut them or just pulled them and they had clods of dirt. I don't remember that part. I just remember my mother being horrified that I had just handed her flowers. I thought she was going to be so excited that I had just given her something beautiful and right. and she was instead like mortified mm-hmm. and then and then oh this is awful I was forced to go apologize <laughs> can you imagine it was awful and I didn't know what I was apologizing for I, I remember that feeling of going I'm sorry but being completely clueless as to what I had just done yeah isn't yeah. that interesting stuff it is interesting now this one I more understand uh, we had one of those. Do you remember the called a jungle gym, right? Like just a backyard toy that you could climb on mm-hmm. kind of thing. Metal. And, and it was metal. And it's this it was like a half sphere off the ground, like a like an igloo almost looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, you know, I was probably probably five feet off the ground, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I was out there one day and realized one of the things was kind of bending in the middle, you know, just from being climbed on for a long time or whatever. The metal bar part? Yeah, like the metal bar part. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool thing, how it like bends up and down and then it, you know, gets softer and softer and then it'll break, right? And so I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So I got a hammer and I was like, let's try this with another one of these bars. And it was just the coolest thing to like, you know break these bars in half in, yeah. in my mind or whatever. That's awesome. And so eventually I had broken every single bar. I had completely destroyed this thing. And again, I don't, how does the little kid brain work? I don't know. In mean, my brain, I didn't think I was doing anything horrible. Like, was, it was this just, at your house? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, so my parents were like, we paid, you know, X number of dollars for that yard toy okay, and yeah, you parents, just destroyed it. But how long did it take you to realize that your child had a hammer? <laughs> And had full like half of a day to destroy something. Where uh, were you? Okay, that is the question of somebody whose child is still two or under. That is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my kids, I couldn't leave her alone for that no, long. No, they get a little bit older and you give them a little bit of leeway. You will have those moments where they will do something after three hours or so that you've left them alone in the yard. Like, I know where the hammer is. I think I know what I'll do. Yeah. 
I'm going to see how this thing works. Yeah, that would be frustrating. Yeah, I totally get it. That, I, that like, one I totally get. I totally get that one. I even get the leaf one a little bit. But, you know, it's just it's just the mind of a child, right? That just hope, does not consider those things. I hope I can remember that as frustrating things happen. Even this morning we were getting ready and I had left a, a bracelet out on the counter. And so Iris was brushing her teeth. And then she looks over and she sees this bracelet, which is all these uh, tiny... Um, stone turtle figurines that have been uh, like linked to- together with this really great string mm-hmm. and uh, fabric and stuff and then you like tighten it around your wrist and so it's basically completely covered in, in these really cool stone turtles. Yeah. I love this thing. I've had it for, I mean I've had it for a really long time and she picks it up and she looks at it she goes turtles and then she chucks it as hard as she can against the floor and instantly I'm thinking it was broken. And instantly I was like, what are you doing? Why did you do that? So frustrated. And then I realized like, okay, if I react, she's going to get excited. This is what she's looking for is that excited reaction. Mm-hmm. And so I just calmed myself down and I was like, you know, did my little correction thing. Like Iris, do we throw things? She says, no, we don't throw things. I said, oh, you know, so I tried. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I picked it up. And I looked at it and I thought, even if this thing is broken, is that really the worst thing in the world? No. And is it my fault that it was within reach? Yeah, technically. And then I reminded myself that this just eventually she's going to break something that I like. It's just Mm going to happen. And I have to just calm myself down about it. Yeah. Lower my expectations, calm myself down and not be as freaked out. But the problem is they never learn. Like the, the problem is, as time goes on, it's like, I've told you this a million times. Why isn't it registered? You know, that's where the real frustration comes in is the third time they've broken something of yours doing the same thing you've told them not to do before. Are you you talking about a child? that's in their teens at yeah, this point? No, oh, okay, the, okay. Like the whole process. Right. Yeah. I, you know, my, my adult children still have moments where it's like, how do you not close the door behind you when you come in? Like this, this is something we have been like, we yell door every time you come in just so it'll register in your brain. And now we enter the parent rant portion of our <laughs> podcast. Please sit down and enjoy yourself. I, not I, along if you are a parent. It is, it is mind-blowing to me how unaware kids are they're I, just i i'm 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 teetering on the edge of calling them stupid or dumb you know what that, i mean i've like heard people say that like, before but ki- the kids sort of, just man yeah. it's a they don't get it and it's very easy to get frustrated i uh how we have puppies and they're not even a year old mm-hmm. and they're brother puppies and they uh, live in the kitchen slash dining room area where we can kind of keep them isolated from Iris. It's it's for their own good mm-hmm. that Iris doesn't have access to them all the time because she's still learning about boundaries in general. But anyway, she likes to throw things over into their kennel mm-hmm. or into their area of living. And so I'm trying to teach her. When you do that, the dogs will eat it and then you don't get it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. then it's gone. And so yesterday she chucked over one of her books and, and I told her again, Iris, we don't throw things over because look, the puppies are eating it. And she's like, no, the puppies eat my book. And I just sat there and let her like, I let the dogs chew it up. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's cause and effect, kiddo. And yes, I'm here and I could stop it. But I want you to see that there's a <laughs> there is natural, a, consequences. natural consequences. Yeah. And then I said, you don't want the puppies to eat your book, do you? And she goes, yes, I do. <laughs> I thought, oh, crap, crap. 
But you know, I don't know that she knows what she's saying. She's yeah. only she just turned right. two, so we don't. You know, I don't really have that confidence that she's cognitively thinking through all of this stuff. So I'm trying to figure out the best way, to, like example to her that things aren't permanent when you don't have them. I don't even. I I honestly don't even know how all of my kids are still alive. Like the the things that they do when they're kids is just my older sons have admitted to me they used to leave the door open on the house to see how far their younger brother would get close to the road like just you know walk out and walk towards the road and i'm just like how is this even a thing like you know angels um god I, i'll never forget intervention the the moment that austin my my oldest brought my second oldest in and said i sprayed this in his face and it was hornet like wasp uh. spray it's like, why? Like, <laughs> why would you do that? That was like on a top shelf in the garage. Like, how did you even get it? Oh why my did you gosh. think it was something to spray in his face? Like, oh, my gosh. You know, that's just the kind of stuff you just go, how How are they all it's in wild. one piece? I mean, I think I remember multiple times talking on the radio and just in general about how human nature is so wackadoo mm-hmm. and you see it so evidently when they're children because it's just the human nature at its rawest purest form as it's trying to figure itself out or whatever mm-hmm. like today i dropped iris off at her child care provider and on on this day of the week it's uh, she goes to this grandmother's house and it's just the grandmother and her grandchild so it's just two like two children almost the exact same age so she gets a lot of personal attention and they have like this really cool like teaching format and they do music class and it's just very personal i love that but he is a wild child yeah he has like he is the quintessential testosterone ridden two-year-old right Mm -hmm. he's just crazy and today within 10 seconds of me sitting down on the chair with iris and i was saying goodbye to her he walks over with a plastic microphone and whacks her in the head. I mean, it, it bruised within 30 seconds. It was forming a lump and a bruise. That's how hard he hit yeah. her. And I'm like, do I, what, why? <laughs> why would you do that? Like, she just got here. She didn't do anything. It's like, I don't know, just bop. And then, of course, so she's crying. And then I'm like, Ew. so then I'm trying to decide, do I take my child out of this environment you know, well, eventually she's going to have to learn how to handle this kind of thing. So do I, you know, my role is to help her figure out how to say, ouch, that hurts. Please don't do that yeah. or whatever and, and respond correctly. Also, am I weirdly glad that it happened so that she learns that when she does that to other people, it doesn't feel good? Is that part of this process? It's just such a wacky thing. Like, yeah. it is no wonder that we're all like just. Like, we're just still as adults trying to figure it all out. We're just more complicatedly hurting each other. Yeah. I might not walk in and whack somebody outside the head with a microphone. I might, though. You know, it is it is the thing with a parent. that uh, You know, when the storm comes, do you lock them in the house or do you teach them how to use an umbrella? You know, like, that's the, that's like the constant, yeah. you know, back and forth of, you know, you've, you've got to figure it out yourself. Yeah. But also, I, you know, I want to protect you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to shelter you. And I, I think it's, you know, it's just a process of growing up and figuring out when those times are, are okay. Um, yeah. The things that we really, I think are hitting on right now, we'll say, Iris, what's the rule? And then we try to give her the rules for things. So for we'll, we'll start something with her and we'll hand something to her. And the rule when you have this is you don't throw it or whatever we're, we're doing. Mm-hmm. But every time we ask her, okay, what's the rule for this? She says, don't cross the road. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. That's the one that we've really got in there, which Good. is great. <laughs> so, 
So we're doing something right. <laughs> okay, oh, Iris, man. there's a dog coming. What's the rules with dogs? Don't cross the road. <laughs> you know, Fair that's, enough. that's a good rule. It's just hands down good across the board. <laughs> yeah, that works. That absolutely works. Oh, childhood. Childhood. It's fun from your own perspective when you look back. Fun and sometimes really weird, of course. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the flip side of, you know, becoming a parent, which I'm new at. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of my childhood, which is, you know, kind of a weird thing for me. I can remember bits and pieces. I remember big traumatic events like, you know, wetting your pants in front of the class, you know, writing on a chalkboard. I did that once. I tucked my underwear (laughs) uh, or my skirt into my underwear and walked to the front of the class. There you go. See? I remember that vividly. Yeah. Those kind of things stick with you. And it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I remember it forever, but I, I don't feel bad about it. Like, you know, I don't feel embarrassed about it anymore. I don't. I guess I don't either. But yeah. I remember the feeling of embarrassment lasting for a very long time. Yeah. 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 It kind of defines you in a way through your school years. It can, I guess. It does. Absolutely. Does it? Oh, yeah. I remember. I, I was remember, that girl <laughs> for the rest of my life. I remember riding my bike home from school and getting stopped, like literally stopped by somebody who wanted my, you know, lunch money. Really? Yeah. Mm. And I was like, you do understand lunch happened earlier today. Like I'm on my way home from school. I'm like trying to explain to him. I don't have do any. This? There's a better <laughs> like, time of the day. Right. You need I got nothing, man. <laughs> he let me go. But, uh, but yeah, I remember there was a, a house on the way home where um, we had, there was, I, I don't even remember. I just know there was a house on the way home where my friends and stuff would be like, Hey, he's a cool guy. He's got this collection kind of thing. And, you know, you can go in there and water. And then later my parents were like, Hey, have you ever, uh, you know, been in this house uh, with this guy? So it was one of those situations. I still don't know what it was, but I think he uh, you know, was accused of some things. So oh, child, child, childhood is like, it's traumatic. <sighs> you know how I always tease you about <laughs> putting things into your body to like, like bionic type stuff. Yeah. I'm just. I feel like that's the next step with Iris just to like a chip just GPS tracker Absolutely. all the time and maybe even like have this weird ability to sort of see what she is seeing so I know where sure. she is. Sure. Uh, and I think and I think as a parent you change those privacy settings as they get older and they have more and more control over until you know. they're 32. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure they're still going to make good life choices. Uh, I'm all for the the dystopian future where we're all chipped and bionic and all that stuff. I love it. I think it sounds fun. I'm not looking forward to several things ahead on the parenting journey. But the good thing is I don't have to do it right now. Right now, I just have to get her potty trained and also help her understand the hitting isn't okay. <laughs> Those are two big ones. Two big ones. That's plenty right now. Your I... waist has a place to go. <laughs> yes. And do not hit people. Yes. And when people hit you, this is how you respond. That's my job right now. Oh, also, of course, to feed her. That's mm-hmm. important as well. <sighs> That's plenty. Now I'm exhausted. <laughs> Great. Uh... <laughs> now I'm tired. <laughs> well uh that's some random tandem right there so that's how that works mm-hmm. um if you want to give a suggestion for any topic of conversation you're welcome to message aaron or myself you can mm-hmm. send us feedback feedback at shoe is our email um you also can leave us comments and all that stuff 
wherever you find your podcasts or, or the Twitters is another place you can always reach out to us. Absolutely. We want to know what you want us to talk about. Because if you don't tell us, this is what you get. <laughs> and we hope you are enjoying yourself. Did you not yourself. have a good time? No, I love it. I love talking. I miss it because we don't have the radio outlet as much anymore. So like all right. the crazy fun stories that are happening every single day in my life. Uh-huh. I just, I'm, I've gone back to the way that I was before radio. Before radio, you just live life and funny moments happen and maybe you share one on social media. Right. When you're in radio, you capture every single moment because it could turn into a conversation to talk about sure. for days yeah. on the radio. Now that we haven't been doing it for a few months, it's sort of like I went right back into that rhythm of, but now something will happen. I'll be like, oh, that would make good radio. You know, <laughs> maybe I should post that. I guess maybe I should write it down. Oh, but should I write a book? You know, it's just weird things that, I don't have an outlet for like I yeah. did before. So. Well, that's what this is for. Yeah. Well, if we used Shoe the Dough as a true outlet, we would be doing a three-hour show. It would be a three-hour well, podcast. I was going to say, talk talk considering we used to do four hours a day, five days a week, we, ha- we, we know how it. to do it. Yes. <laughs> that we would understand be how it works. That would be very interesting. Yeah, to do like a full talk show, like yeah. a full four-hour talk show every day. I don't know that I'd want to do four. Two? Yeah, I think two-hour talk show would be plenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A well, little variety show. Well, yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun. Can I can I tell you something, Aaron? I'm really proud of you because this is the first time I think in our creative relationship that yeah. you haven't said, let's do it. <laughs> because you I know how it was busy gurgling you are. In me. <laughs> I could tell. You wanted to. I did. But you actually didn't because you know how busy you are. I do know how busy I am. I do know that that would not be a good idea. That's uh, a breakthrough for you. Is it? I think so. No, okay. I'm serious. I think you've actually like, oh, Aaron, you're maturing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now get me the hammer. Because uh, I've got stuff I want to break. Uh, how do we How do we button up this? How about a moral conundrum? I like this idea. So I'm going to give you a moral conundrum and you tell me how I should act. Okay. I'm ready. So do you understand the concept? Oh, yes. This is like there's somebody tied to this, a train. And if you this, run them over and kill them, then people live. But right. if you kill all these people, this happens. This is much simpler than that. Oh, okay, good. Uh, but we're going to call this Conundrum Corner. So oh, okay. if either of us have a uh, conundrum in our lives that we want to give to the other one to solve for Can us. Can we call it Cornundrum? Cornundrum? No. No. Oh, we're going to oh, go okay. with Conundrum Corner. Oh, okay. Uh, so here is my Conundrum Corner for you today. Uh, I will behave exactly as you tell me to next time this happens, because this has happened to me several times. Okay. Um, when exercising, somebody yeah. will come to me yeah. and say, you're doing a great job. Good job. And I know it's because I look heavier than everybody else who's at the gym or out running around a track. Like, yeah, there's an element of... Like uh, condescension to it a little bit. Now, I'm not saying their heart is condescending. I think they genuinely see somebody who, you know, is making the effort to change. And and I've actually felt that. I've Mm -hmm. seen bigger people at the gym being like, yeah, go get it. Like, you know, do your thing. But I would never say anything because of that kind of condescension thing. Mm -hmm. But people do. Right. Yeah. So here's my question. My conundrum. Okay. Do I say thank you or do I say why? I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no. Or do I have do I ask them why they would say that to me and nobody else? Uh, Thank you. (laughs) 
And here's why. <laughs> or third option. Oh, okay. Say nothing. Um, I think you say thank you because okay. I think I think that even if you don't a hundred percent mean it, either thank you or nothing. I think nothing is still a little bit like. Maybe if you like nodded to him quietly, I think that's okay. Okay. Can I tell you what I usually do? Mm-hmm. I usually laugh. The is fake this... laugh that you do? Yeah. Okay. Let's example this so everyone can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it sounds? I have no idea. <laughs> no, I'm usually like, I usually say, I, it's, I don't know if I say thank you or appreciate it or whatever, but it's always with a laugh in my voice. Like I want them to know that I find that funny that they would say that to me. I in say some keep way. doing that then. Like, but is it wrong for me to want to communicate to them how not about, to do that? How about you say, you too? <laughs> good job, you too. Why not? That That's a good I option. I do like that. Oh, I like that. Because it's the same kind of thing. Like, right. you can genuinely be like, hey, you're doing great too. And that might put that in their head like, oh, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's beautiful because then it catches them in their own attitude, right? And then I don't have to worry about their attitude. If their attitude is pure, that's going to sound totally great to them. But if their attitude is, oh, they're bigger, so I'm going to encourage them, Mm -hmm. they will think, well, why is he encouraging me? me? I'm perfect. I'm great. I've got this. And then God can work that out in them. I like that. See, this is why why Conundrum Corner is awesome. I do feel like there is a culture and I, I i see it on um some of my um forum apps that i use mm-hmm. to find funny memes or whatever and oftentimes there are photos that'll pop up of people that are on very large and they're on a weight loss journey and sometimes those stories include somebody encouraging them at a gym and how much it means to them to be seen and so i wonder if in this culture of sharing a lot of those kinds of pictures and images that there are people who are like, I want to be like that. Like, I love working out and I'm super passionate about it. So maybe I should step outside of my comfort zone and say something to someone. And, you know, for me, I would never do that. I would never make an assumption that somebody needs to be encouraged just because uh, that's just how I'm built. I'm, I'm kind of designed that way. Well, I, For me, it's not it's not even it's just a matter of I don't know you like I don't like but you you're don't... also super like hermity antisocial and this stuff drains you so when someone starts to walk up to you you're immediately like oh how long is this gonna last you know what i <laughs> right. mean yeah yeah yeah, sure and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that well but i mean there are a few things that can be wrong with it but but that's fine but i think it's i i don't know i don't know that i agree with that i think it's <laughs> i think our society should not be offended when somebody doesn't seem approachable right but we're in the midwest is another part of it sure and a lot of the culture specifically around springfield is like everybody's super friendly and you just sort of interject yourself into each other's lives and ask really personal questions and awkward places. And that's okay. That's what I was raised in. And I'm now realizing like, Oh, I don't have to be an open book to everybody. And that's as new for me, you know? So I don't know. I don't think that you, I think if you did the second option where you ask them, why did you just say that? Then that means you have to stand there and listen. And that's even worse for you, which is why I said, <laughs> skip the second one. And it's also a bit confrontational in a way. And right, I don't yeah, think yeah. that's a good no, idea that's for not you. What I want. So I think, yeah, maybe that the unknown fourth option of complimenting them back. And You're doing I, great would, too. I would encourage you to actually try to mean it a little bit too. Mm, no, it'll always just be a tool, a little snarky tool, <laughs> a little snarky tool I have right. in the toolbox. All right. I don't. Well, I mean, I can mean it. I mean, I do mean it. I'm people are anybody that's out running or at the gym. Like, great job. Like, you know, way to improve yourself. Are they mostly male or female? Um, a little bit of both. Mostly female. Really? Mm-hmm. Probably sixty forty. 
Yeah, I'd Is that surprising your, to you? I, I would keep your compliments curt then. <laughs> you didn't you don't wanna accidentally come off as the weird guy. They came up to me. I know. And all of a sudden because I I'm know. saying you're doing great too, it's you're right though. You're doing great too. Yeah, don't like, say it like that. <laughs> don't say it like this is why we're practicing here and don't say Ooh, it like that. You've been doing good, girl. Girl, I've been watching you for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that uh, thank, just you. A, thank you just today. a real quick like yeah you too and then walk away you don't even don't mm, wait for their girl, response you've no. been working no. too no dang girl do I have this do uh, I have this? thank only, you I appreciate the help only if you did that to the guys too <laughs> even across the board oh that's great I like this new segment good good <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening to Shoe the Dough. We really love um, putting a new episode out for you every week. Huge thanks to Chris Tilly for composing our music and to producer Phil, who works at the Studio DNA Podcast Network, helping us do all the things we do. This show is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. And if you're looking for other shows, I mean, there's not really one kind of like ours on the network. So look for variety. There's ones about like women in business there's sports ones there's ones where they interview um really great christian artists out there in the community there's pop culture so there's all kinds of podcasts that we hope you enjoy just search for studio dna all one word and you should find all of the podcasts on this network and if you like the show and want to support it uh, you can support the network uh shoe the dough launched the studio dna network and that's at patreon.com Slash Studio DNA. There's just one level of membership. It's three bucks a month, and it gives you every single episode of every podcast uh, in the network, as well as any bonus episodes uh, that happen to come out. So if you want to check that out, again, it's patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Bye! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.